everybody, Elle here. Welcome to Shit Cosplayers Say. You may be noticing that we are missing a voice you are usually used to hearing. Ash is a little swamped with her job at the moment. So today you get the pleasure of hanging out with me and Undead Toasty Cosplay. Hello, it's me! So, Ruin was nice enough to come on and chat with me about all things crossplay. Since Ash doesn't really crossplay, we thought it would be kind of fun for the two of us to have a little chat with you guys about why crossplay and what it is. But, uh, Ruin, you want to introduce yourself a little bit here? Let the people know about you. Oh, wow. Wow, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, hi, I'm Ruin. I... God, uh, I have been cosplaying since 2014. I'm still just a wee lad. I generally do only uh, crossplay. That's kind of my area of expertise. I am a licensed cosmetologist for shits and giggles. And I have uh, two degrees in one in theater for costume construction and makeup application and the other for outdoor education and adventure recreation. So we are kind of all over the place and... Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I I like that you can have a degree in outdoor recreation. Yes, specifically adventure rec. So you get to take people out and be like, okay, climb this mountain. Let's go. That sounds like the greatest job ever. Honestly, I'm stoked about it. We'll see how it goes after we are released from our households. That is the conundrum right now is no one actually ever knows when anything is happening. Yeah, my current job is actually, um, I'm just kind of on call right now. I was supposed to fly out next week, and they were like, ah, nah, stop, you're not coming yet, wait until at least the 12th of May, and then kind of go from there, and uh, I still don't know if I have a job. We'll see after all of this what happens. <laughs> well, let's hope they're able to get started sometime in May, and it'll all go back to somewhat normal. Uh, I'm trying to be optimistic. We'll, we'll see. Right, I know. It's it's a weird time. I feel like every time we mention a convention, we have to like preface it with, if the convention happens. Yeah, and that's super sad. I'm sitting here thinking about uh, next day's show, and everyone's like, oh, look look at all these new cosplays that I've planned. And I'm like, bitch, if we are having dice show, I'm going to be taking something that has a mask built in, because I do not trust it yet. No way. Oh, we're definitely working on making masks that match all our costumes. Honestly, I love that. I do. That's great. I mean, it's just accept what it is, you mm -hmm. know? I think this is going to create a really interesting next, maybe even couple years of conventions. I mean, it's all of it is pretty freaking terrible, but I'm interested to see the social change that we see um, for cosplayers and like everyone, really. We could have a whole new fashion line and just masks. It's already happening. Let's have it. It's true. I mean, I got scraps of, like, every costume I've ever made, so yeah. it's not exactly hard to, like, I'm gonna make, like, an Indian silk mask for Judar and bring him to Colossal Con. Okay, wow, iconic. <laughs> <laughs> well, because, I mean, if Colossal Con happens, that's, like, September, so yeah. I'm wearing masks at Colossal Con. Yes, heck yeah. But we also want photos of Magi at Colossal Con, so we'll just make matching masks for Magi and it'll be fine. <sighs> I I am so excited for the groups that I'm about to see. I, I can't. It's going to be great. I know. I can't really wait to see how many people do the masks with the costumes. Yeah. Just to, like, 
you know, because obviously when you're doing your extra photo shoot, you'll probably take them off. Yeah. But like to walk around in the like, I don't like being in the convention center at Colossal Con normally because it's Mm -hmm. so crowded. Yeah. Like I won't walk inside the building. I'll walk outside. Yeah. And now I'm going to be like, "Mm, definitely have to do that. I think that the amount of stormtroopers and like Kylo Ren's (laughs) and everyone that has just like a full on printed mask or anything with them is about to skyrocket. Ah, yes, quiet. It's time to cover my face. My time has arrived. I I think you're absolutely correct. I think we're going to see a lot of that. I mean, I, I have one costume that wears a mask, and it's Zen from Mystic Messenger because he yeah. wears a black mask to, like, hide his identity a lot of the time. Yes. <laughs> it's perfect. So I can make it canon for Zen. You, you're going to make one for Jax? You know what? I'd have to figure out something cool for it. Honestly, uh, he wears, like, when he drives out in the wasteland and stuff, he just pulls his scarf up. So we got that. Oh, true. I can just do that. Maybe wear a mask under it, though, for extra safety, because I don't trust that. That, That's true. So you may have remembered from our previous uh, couple episodes ago, a certain Jax cosplayer that joined us for shit cosplayers say <laughs> and um, wore the giant ears. Ah, and yeah. <laughs> that story from Drop It Like It's Hot was ruined. <laughs> Hello, it was I. <laughs> <laughs> it's iconic. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I do not regret that panel, but <laughs> I regret some of my... Uh, need to uh show exactly what those ears would look like bouncing and um you know choices were made <laughs> now there's a whole f- tale for it <laughs> it's it's one of our favorite con <sighs> memories of all time honestly i think it got the freaking point across though like that isn't uh, yes. sexy <laughs> it absolutely did you'll also find it interesting to know that since we've done that panel, I have actually had multiple audience members feel that crossplay would be extremely sexy in that situation. Oh, I, oh, my dudes, you, you are, no, no, you have been led astray. They have been led astray because no one understands the binder. No. <laughs> Ah, uh, think you're going to have any sexy time when you can't breathe. Uh, that's not happening. So did you get stuck in your first binder? Because I totally did. Okay, so the everything that I've seen for like GC2B and everything, they're like, oh, don't pull your binder up over your hips. Okay, that makes sense. Like we're not stretching it out and everything. The binder that I got first was Underworks. By the way, I love Underworks um, over GC2B. I find that, like, the control and everything is a lot better, but I also just don't mind being squashed all day. That one had instructions to pull it up over your hips. You turn it inside out, wiggle it up to your hips, and then you grab the arm straps and pull it up from there. So I had a really easy way of getting out of it. I just had to, like, you know, mermaid my way out. I never had to go over the head. And then I got a GC2B one, and I was like, oh, my lord, this is awful. But no, I actually had an okay time. I've never tried that, but now I feel like I should for my Underworks binder (laughs) and see. I mean, I still have that feeling of like, when you try to get them on and off, you feel like your shoulder's going to dislocate. 
Yeah. Because you're trying to like, my shoulders are kind of wide for the rest of my, mm-hmm. my frame. So I, sometimes I have to sit on the floor and have Ash pull it off for me. <gasps> oh, God. <laughs> I don't ever have like an issue with the shoulders, but like you get it down onto your shoulders and because I am still larger busted, um, it gets stuck right there. And then trying to get them over top <laughs> is the worst thing. Uh, there's nothing sexy about that. I couldn't imagine having to do that in front of another human being. Never, ever. Right? It's as bad as when I try to get a corset on with like the pound of padding I have to put in because I have no chest. <laughs> so like getting the binder over that's not a problem. But yeah. when I have to put a corset on, it's a hot mess. We all have our struggles and uh, right? I stand in solidarity with you. <laughs> Binders are an adventure. Please do not wear them every day, all day. Um, especially right now. Um, I've seen a lot of things on um, like trans Facebook pages and stuff that uh, because this is a virus that deals with uh, respiratory and every uh, distress and everything, a lot of times when we're wearing binders, you know, that can exacerbate things. And if we're wearing them for too long during a day, uh, you may not be able to fully pull apart like, oh, is this normal shortness of breath? Like I'm getting near the end of needing to take this off now? Or is this a literal virus? Especially right now, I haven't worn a binder like for a month. And I think that's like a really solid practice for anyone that's like going out. Just, yeah, I understand it sucks, but be careful. Have you tried the Tomboy X sports bras? Oh, I have eyeballed their stuff a lot, but I have not bought one yet. Have you? I have them, and they actually do all the way across compression, kind of like a light binder. Ooh, okay. So for my, like, costumes where they're a little bit looser, I'm able to use those, but I also wear them, like, frequently. Okay. And they're very comfy. I actually ended up using one for under Judar because I didn't want mm-hmm. to cut and reconfigure a binder to fit under that tiny blouse. Yeah. Because Judar's got like a cropped mm-hmm. Indian blouse and it was enough. Good. Okay. I mean, it worked. Now, granted, y'all got to remember I don't have a chest. So Lucky duck. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't really have, like, I can wear one of those compression athletic shirts and sometimes it's enough. Mm-hmm. for like a t-shirt crossplay or something that's looser like it's just so I have that slight advantage to crossplay because my figure leads me a little bit easier into crossplay than it does to female characters because mm-hmm. for female characters I have to add a lot of padding because I'm very straight up and down yeah I so feel that I am built like a teenage boy <laughs> you know what goals <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, no, I'm aiming for bodybuilder now. I'm just going to go for it. I want, like, strong. (laughs) I've accepted that I'm a dwarf, like Lord of the Rings dwarf. (laughs) I'm stocky. I'm built. Let's use those genes and go for it. I mean, it's worked for you so far. It really has, though. Keely was the highlight of my entire life. If you haven't seen uh, Ruin's Keely, it's pretty fantastic and very convincing. Thank you, thank you. Most of your costumes are very convincing, because I'm pretty sure we met you judging Daishokan 2015. Um, I think so. You were, were you judging when Wigwig was judging? No. no. So it would have been 16 when we emceed. 
Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Everything's falling into place. Yes. It would have been long ago when we were the MCs. Ah, that that makeup was uh, early Jack Jack makeup, but we're here for it. It's fun to see the evolution. It is. Honestly, for anyone getting down on their cosplay or their makeup skills, find one from the very beginning. Save those ones from the very beginning that make you cringe yourself into oblivion and then do a comparison. You're going to just light up. You're going to be so happy. I, I'm guessing for those that aren't in the loop, we should probably tell them what crossplay is, huh? Oh, wow. What a perfect time. <laughs> uh, do you want me to take it away or do you want to? Sure, go for it. Cool. So uh, crossplay is generally where somebody who, and I'm going to throw in this little like 10 cents really quick. Crossplay, um, the very idea of it, it can somewhat be uh, exclusive in that it says that it is like you are going from one gender over to the other, as if there are not um, other genders present. So, for instance, if you are saying like, oh, I am female, so crossplay for me is to crossplay as a male. This sort of idea about it can make it very closed to the options of crossplay, but as like a basis definition that you would look into that's kind of what it looks like is you're taking whatever gender you identify you are going to another one it doesn't have to be opposite necessarily uh but a lot of times what we see is from male to female female to male whereas a lot of non-binary or more androgynous looking cosplays i think kind of just get swept under the rug in a way um they're just like oh yeah that's a cosplay that's the end of it and I mean, if the person has a dick now, apparently it's crossplay. It is when you are cross uh, cosplaying outside of your own gender, essentially, is what we're looking at. I do wish that at some point there would become a more inclusive term for yeah. it, because I that is the traditional definition, but I don't think that it necessarily defines the process as well anymore. I'm excited to see where this goes, because at this point, I don't even consider myself like a cross player because well we'll talk about gender stuff uh later but um it is such an open thing it's kind of just come back to uh you cosplay and just for the necessity of talking about it we say that it's crossplay so that we can better understand what it is that we are trying to get across when we're talking about the makeup and everything that goes into it yeah i do find that i too tend to refer to it more when trying to explain makeup but not so much for my costumes because I don't feel that cosplaying my quote-unquote male characters Mm -hmm. is all that different from my female characters but then I also have to do a much larger body transformation for my female characters than my male characters so I feel very much like in this weird Mm -hmm. spot because traditionally for crossplay it should be the other way around. Yeah, there should be like this overhaul of like, yes, this is me. I'm going like drag queen level. Let's go. But that's not necessarily it. That's that's Judar. So. <laughs> Judar, I don't even consider like male or female. I feel like if Judar had a choice, Judar would be non-binary slash like gender fluid. Because exactly. Judar doesn't give me vibes that really match either way. Yeah. So just throw the whole binary out the window. Let's be done with it. That would make life a lot easier, wouldn't it? It would. God, it'd be so easy. Maybe. It would. 
that's like one small part of why people cross play sometimes but mm-hmm. i think it's also kind of a i think there's a big misconception that that's the only reason people cross play mm-hmm. i mean i don't know if you've heard that one before yeah i think there's a lot of reasons that people would cross play uh for instance i think the first time i cross played it didn't even it wasn't really even on my mind that it was a male character i was just like this is who I want to be for this. This is fine. And it's such an interesting leap between like when you are wearing a Halloween costume, you're just like, ooh, here's this generic. I'm a firefighter today. The gender literally does not matter until you're older and then it becomes sexualized and then it's this weird thing. But um, when you first are like, yes, this character specifically, this is who I want to be. I think when you're still younger, you don't necessarily say, I'm going to cosplay as this man. It's just, wow, Jack Frost is pretty cool. Let's go. And then you wear it. And then that's the end of it. But it's like the evolution of the process almost. I guess. Yeah. When you first do it, you aren't necessarily thinking about it. But then the more you do it, then you are given this label of like, oh, this is the thing that you're doing. And you're like, ah, yeah, okay. And then suddenly it because now we are aware that that's not necessarily the, like, norm at first, then all of a sudden we're, like, zeroed in on it. So I think a lot of people do it because, one, it's just a character that you like. And a lot of times uh, we like strong male protagonists. We like our strong female protagonists, but we don't get a lot of them. So we don't get a lot of strong non-binary protagonists. We don't... (laughs) Literally, we don't get anything... Outside of like cis hetero like stuff, so we find somebody we identify with that person, and we're like, ah, yeah, heck yeah, they're super cool. Let's do this. Or you're like, wow, they're so cool, and I want to be like that. So you choose this person, and then I think that's when all the psychological stuff starts to come in. If you have ever wondered about gender for yourself, or even if it hasn't even come up, but then suddenly you have some sort of affirmation while you are in this cosplay. That's when things start changing for why you do it. Uh, If you've never really questioned gender or had any sort of, uh, I don't know, interaction with that area of yourself, nothing may ever come up. And it's just, oh, yep, this is, I'm cosplaying this character and that's the end of it. And I think that's where the really, like, awesome experiences come from. At least that's how it was for me. It's one of the great things about cosplay and this community in general is the different viewpoints and ways of life that you are exposed to that you may not have been otherwise which may lead to you learning things that surprise you about yourself (laughs) yeah (laughs) a lot of things wow i mean i've had a few of those in 20 years so you know yeah i i could imagine i won't god and i only started cross playing in like 2014 like yeah we did a Hetelia skit at Anime St. Louis, and it had to be America. Okay. And I didn't know what I was doing, but that is when Ash learned that I make a very pretty boy. And this is how we know. And and it stuck. Yeah. Because then I did Helios, mm-hmm. and we got fake engaged on stage, and everyone thought it was real. Oh, my God. Did you not know that story? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so we competed at anime midwest in 2016 and Mm -hmm. we did a skit with princess lady and helios from sailor moon to once upon a dream from sleeping beauty 
And part of the way through, Helios proposes to Princess Lady. It is the campiest (laughs) skit you have ever seen. It's like we turned it up to 11 with the acting. People thought it was real. And we come back to our hotel room to messages on our Facebook of congratulations of us getting engaged on stage. Oh, my Lord. (laughs) Yes, this happened. This was a thing. Oh, bless their hearts. (laughs) We still laugh about it to this day. (laughs) I mean, we won Best Masters, so hey. I mean, congrats all around. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because we did take like a fake engagement photo. Two. You gotta. You gotta. Because because we're like, no one can possibly think this was real. And then so many people thought it was real. And then suddenly, suddenly it real. It was real. They wanted, they desperately wanted it to be real that day. They shipped so it so hard. They made it real. <laughs> My true crossplay journey started because Ash desperately begged me to be Adrian and Chat Noir from Miraculous Ladybug. Yeah. So I can fulfill her wildest dreams of meeting Adrian aggressed. <laughs> Sometimes we gotta pull through for our friends, man. <laughs> She's not on here, so I can embarrass her, but she cannot contain herself if I'm playing Adrian aggressed or Chat Noir. She gets that like dumb starstruck look on her face. Yes. And it's hysterical. You know, I think I that's love you. all of us a little bit. Like <laughs> When somebody's like, oh, which cosplay should I do next? And you're like, please, Jesus. Yeah, that's us. That's us saying I need this right now. So, But then, you know, the crossplay thing just kind of took off partly because it made better skits with the characters we could use. It's true. Like, that's kind of where it started. And it's just I identify better with these characters than the yeah. female characters that I have options for playing. I, I don't know. It's hard when you feel when like outside forces tell you like, oh, nah, you're shaped this way or this is how you look. So you need to be this character. And it's like, nah, if you don't identify with that person, you don't have to be that person. I mean, there's a certain extent of like, does cosplaying Jack from Jack and Daxter uh, make my life easier because we have like similar somewhat structure going on? Yes, it does. But that doesn't mean that that's the only person I should ever like cosplay as even though we're both broody assholes like that's just how it is but yeah it's a lot easier for you to like do a skit or have fun with it when you're actually like ah yes i resonate with this character this is this works well well exactly because like we tried we could not come up with a female duo for internationals it just was not gonna happen that and i don't like any of the female characters from magi at all So Ash has identified that I have a trend in my cosplay in general Mm -hmm. and that I tend to play characters that I am attracted to. It's just a thing. It real. (laughs) She's called me out on it. And then I had to go look back through my list and go, oh, shit. I guess that's correct. (laughs) You're right. Not like my soft boys. Not like my Deku. I just love Deku because I like... My characters that I identify with on, like, my actual personality level are more like Deku or Adrian or Link. Okay. You know. Yeah. But then I also really like to play narcissistic assholes. Yeah, we all need it. (laughs) Which is where I get Zen and Judar and Sinbad and all of these characters. The pretty ones. And then my female characters tend to be extremely strong-willed, 
like, just really strong, slightly older women. <laughs> yes. Which more like my age, basically. I don't, yeah. I don't like playing the, like, high school kids mm-hmm. as a girl. First, it just makes me uncomfortable yeah. at my age. I feel that. Like, I will play a 14-year-old boy, no problem. Mm-hmm. But I would feel really awkward playing, like, Uraka at, you know, my mid-30s. But That's fair. You know, Deku, it's fine. No, I mean, that's totally fair. There's a lot of them where somebody will be like, oh, hey, you should cosplay this person. And there's, like, a visible, like, no, no thanks. Not even for any, like... They could be a super quality character and they could be like actually perfect for you. But like, there's just something that's like, nah, don't do it. Not that one. And I think that's fair to respect your uh, boundaries on. I had that experience for quite an extended period with um, Hikaru from Ray Earth. Okay. She wears all pink and is the frilliest, floofy outfit ever and it's not that i dislike her like she's actually a really strong character Mm -hmm. but like the extremely girly costume turned me off for a long time yeah but i like cosplaying with my friends so once in a while being able to mix it up and play something that is totally outside of what you normally do is a good um it's a good character practice for a lot of things that's um i've been working more with like finding characters that their facial expressions is what makes them and figuring out like, how are they actually acting instead of just, you know, doing my little gremlin photo shoots in my living room with like generic cosplay poses. So like doing Legoshi from uh, Beastars, that one was so interesting. And the most popular picture on my Instagram right now is his, where I was just yawning because I actually yawned in the picture, but apparently that's like, it worked. But looking at more of how do we characterize it has such an impact on the actual character. And like I just did Viago last night and I was running around my house just like being amazed by my phone because Viago loves the phone uh, from what we do in the shadows. Those are characters that I would not necessarily have cosplayed ever. But because it's kind of a moment for, okay, let's challenge ourselves. Let's try something out of the box. I think that's going to aid me in the future. So as long as the character isn't making you, like, just hate yourself for a bit, trying it once and, like, being willing to switch up an outfit to try out a character that you maybe don't resonate with, that's, like, pretty cool. It's going to help you down the road for sure. It's it's definitely an exercise in stretching your acting muscles. I mean, a lot of our projects are really large craftsmanship projects, so we're also very much like, there's no point in making someone put a costume together for a character that they don't really link with because it's a lot of money and a lot of time. Yeah, you want to enjoy what you're putting together. And even if somebody has a beautiful costume, if you're going to hate it the entire time that you're in it and it's going to make you expend a ton of energy, no, like, (laughs) cosplay is for fun. Insanity. And I mean, sometimes you get lucky. When I cosplayed Chat Noir per Ash's request, I knew nothing about Miraculous Literally nothing. All I knew was that I had to wear a pleather bodysuit at the con. So, <laughs> And you're like, okay, here we go. It's like, okay. <laughs> and, and then I love doing chat. I don't love being in chat. <laughs> it's the most uncomfortable costume. It's so hot. I, I bet. I bet. I mean, it's hot both ways, but the temperature part is why I don't like it. <laughs> 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 
Y'all can't see it, but I got finger guns. <laughs> I could hear it. I could hear them. <laughs> you can hear them in my voice. I yeah yeah. If you guys whenever only Chad hear. Noir is involved, there's also finger guns. It's just, it's life. It was actually really weird for me making Harley because Harley was the first non crossplay costume in years, basically. How do we feminine? What what is this? How? Why? And it's definitely a more sexy costume than I'm used to doing because I tend yeah. to avoid those, like mm-hmm. the plague. Yeah. And kind of when I was thinking about a lot of like, oh, well, why do I use crossplay? I've actually kind of come to notice that I feel safer in crossplay. Yeah. It, which is unfortunate to say, but like, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm on my guard as much. Yeah. In crossplay as I feel like if I'm in some of my female costumes. I definitely agree with that. And it's not something that I outright noticed. The very first cosplay that I ever did, which I don't know, I kind of don't count, but because it was for Halloween, but I guess it was kind of my first attempt at it, was Rangiku Matsumoto from Bleach. I wanted to empower myself and say, yes, this is how I'm shaped and I look fabulous. So let's, you know, take this super powerful woman and we're going to, we're going to be awesome. And I wore it to a convention a couple times and... I felt disgusting, and I don't know, I can't put my finger on exactly why that was, uh, really until I started experimenting more with, like, my male costumes, and then I was like, ah, (laughs) that's why. But when I was in my anthropology class a while ago, we had to do a social norms project where you take a social norm, like, uh, the distance at which you stand from somebody when you talk, and break it so you get too close. So you would find a social norm, break it, and just record what you see from the people around you. I decided to do uh, dressing up in costume when you were not at a convention. And I did one experiment at Walmart. (laughs) It's Walmart. Literally no one cares. And then I did one at a convention. And I got a couple different metrics that I got to weigh where it's like, what happens to like the civvies when suddenly their norm is no longer the norm? I got to play with how I was perceived and how that affected others. So for instance, I walked around um, as Aang from The Last Airbender, who is generally a more approachable character, um, and nothing changed. I was like, ah, okay. Uh, I had a couple families at Dai Show come up to me and ask me, like, what was going on? Like, why was everyone dressed up? And so fairly approachable. Great. Awesome. Then I dressed up as Jack. I hadn't noticed the difference until I was doing this project, but I specifically remember this one hallway. We were getting to go ready to go back to our room. We came around the corner and there was just so many people in the hallway. So many people. And turned to go down this hallway and the people kind of like looked and there was this moment of like, everyone just backed up. They got out of the way. Now, if I was dressed... As just like, okay, Rangiku or Aang or just as myself. You know for damn well sure those people would not have moved because it's a convention. They're just going to stand in the middle of everywhere and talk. So I kind of noticed that and I was like, oh shit, okay. I must just have like resting bitch face going on or something. And it happened again later on when we were, I think we were just like in the main hallway. And there was this definite like parting of people instead of just sidling past them. It was insane. And... 
I think there is a certain amount of, we're going to say male privilege, but honestly, though, that's what it is. There's this definite, I was being perceived as more masculine, and therefore I demanded a lot more space. It's so hard to explain to to Mm -hmm. people if they haven't experienced, because I, some of the female characters that I choose... I choose because they get that reaction that Jax gets. Like, they mm-hmm. have that air of power. Yeah. And I don't get messed with. Like, yeah. even back in, like, we did the entire cast of Vampire Hunter D. Bloodlust in, like, <laughs> 2003, and I was Carmilla. I parted the seas at Asen. You're not going to get in Beryl's way. That's true. Because she's not going to let you get in her way. But then we have Harley which was a very interesting experience for me at C2E2 because I hadn't done a popular female character ever. Yeah. And just swarmed. And then I forgot that like, oh no, I'm in a female cosplay. So when these photographers are asking me to pose because they've asked me to stop for a photo, I have to think about what I'm doing Yeah, because they might be asking me for a pose that's going to expose me in a way that I don't want to be seen. Yes, Absolutely. And it's something that I haven't had to deal with in years mm-hmm. because I haven't done anything like Harley and Erd just doesn't get that kind of attention. Yeah, that's fair. It's just so weird the things you have to be concerned about when you're in a female presenting costume yep. that you don't have to be concerned about in a male presenting costume. Just the fact that you have to care about how you're posing, not just to make your cosplay look good, but how much of you is being exposed at your expense. And when somebody's like, oh, hey, nice cosplay. Can I like take a picture of you? You don't know how much they're cropping in when they take a picture. I mean, for Rangiku, I wouldn't be surprised if half of them are just cropped in on my chest. And that's, uh, that's awful to think about uh, now. And it's really hard to be proud of that cosplay because of it. I just, it feels like dirty and I don't want anything to do with it. And I know that some people do get a certain amount of empowerment from cosplays like that and that's awesome uh but that's not something that i find uh empowerment in myself and i think that's one of the big factors why i kind of moved away from them well and the interactions are so different too with i haven't had any issues with women like when i'm in crossplay they're they're much more polite i did have someone cry over me being in chat noir though and that was the greatest reaction i've ever had Getting a good cry is always nice. (laughs) Legit, like, boy band cry. Yeah. Over my existence. (laughs) We've also had it happen with Zen. It is the greatest thing to ever... If you you all have never experienced this, it is by far the greatest thing that ever happens. And it's weird because, like, you just stand there and you're like, I don't even know how to take this. Then you just laugh nervously and you're like, it's okay. You're oh, see, I just play into it. I can, I continue in character. Yeah, for the entire thing. God, like Zen is the best one when it happens because Ash will be seven oh seven, who hates everything I do, and I hate yeah. everything she does. So, <laughs> so when I have girls like swooning over my existence, mm-hmm. I just, I just feed into it even worse, and then she just gets more angry, and it's great. I can't stay in character when people are like being ultra nice to me because I literally just can't. First, because, okay, if I'm Jack, because let's be honest, that's like the main person I cosplay. Um, He's just like, he's such an asshole most of the time. <laughs> so 
his reaction would not uh, work because I would be afraid that the person would think that I'm actually just being like, you know, rude and finding that middle ground is difficult. And also when somebody's like, oh my God, nice cosplay. I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much. Because I'm literally, I can't believe you just stopped to tell me that you have graced me with this compliment. Thank you. No, I feel that. That's, that's, I've, I've, I've had that happen a couple times and then they look at you so confused because that's not the voice they expected to come out of that person. Yup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have ruined uh, the vision, the whole, uh, what am I trying to say? I've ruined the package many times by turning around and just like highest pitch voice I have without even recognizing it. It's awful. <laughs> that is one of the hardest things about playing crossplay characters that children enjoy yeah you can't you can't break it yeah like with chat and adrian like i have to hold it together mm-hmm. and yeah. like continue to stay as that character yeah and so then everyone gets called princesses because <laughs> you know it yeah. makes sense yeah for anything that's like in that's very popular for any kids whether it's you know jack sparrow there's a certain way to, okay, there's a lot of things that can be said about, like, the way that you hold yourself at a renaissance fair or at a convention, but um, when a kid comes up to you and they're like, oh my god, this is Jack Sparrow, this is, like, Pirates of the Caribbean, here we go, there is a certain amount of expectation from it, and I think, I don't know, I think that's kind of why I moved away from super duper popular things that more people would either recognize or, like, kids would recognize, because I... Sometimes I'm just not in the mood. I'm not going to hold character. That's not... That is the exhausting part about popular... And we we didn't typically do a lot of popular characters, but now we have a few and they are absolutely exhausting because everyone wants to mm-hmm. stop you. Yeah. And it's like, I gotta I gotta go to this thing. I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. I, I you literally can't have, have a, a panel. Right now. Like, I gotta go. <laughs> like, I gotta, I gotta go, guys. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I'm sure I offended a few photographers at C2E2 while I was trying to, like, book it to the contest. But, like, that's important. You have something you have to do. And I feel like a photographer, if they're like, oh, my God, you look so good. I want to take your picture. They should understand. And yet it's not. Should. Because should. cosplayers don't owe anyone a picture. Like, we are people, too, and we need to be able to go sit down and get a drink because we probably haven't drank anything for seven hours and haven't pissed for five hours like we need to go it's hard to pull yourself away you know like because you're having such great conversations and people like they want to come up to you and they want to talk to you about like oh my god so like this is my favorite character and i'm so happy that i saw you because like this formed my childhood and blah 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 blah. you're just like oh my god me too i totally get it and there is a certain amount of like God, it's so fulfilling being able to have those conversations and being a part of why those conversations started. But we like entertaining people, but yeah. unless you're hired to entertain people, which we sometimes are, <laughs> um, it's not your job. Now, when we are hired to entertain people, we will go hide in our hotel room and decompress because <laughs> we need well, a break. We cry behind closed doors. We do cry. <laughs> yes. Us performers must cry behind closed doors. When we are not on the, you know, metaphysical stage that is the con floor. One of the other weird things that I've run in with crossplay, which you probably have uh, more input on this than I can have, but 
I have had a lot of people either get upset that I'm not actually male, upset that, like, I'm a female who looks decent in female costumes and is cross-playing. <laughs> and then I'll also have people who get really upset with me when I tell them I am not gender fluid or non-binary. Interesting. Yes. And part of it is because I do have a preference for androgynous clothing in regular life, but androgynous clothing does not automatically equal gender fluid or non-binary. Okay, so it's interesting because, like, I haven't had any people, like, actually be upset. I mean, if you say upset as in, like, oh, you duped me (laughs) when I, like, use my really high-pitched voice for whatever reason, um, then sure, I guess there's that. But usually it's either, like, a oh, hey, nice cosplay, dude. And I'm like, wow, thanks. And they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And you're like, nah, literally, that's such a compliment. Thank you for thinking that I look how I'm trying to look. Other than that, it's usually pretty good back and forth. I think there's a few times that like, I pass well enough, so I don't have to even worry about any of those conversations. I think as somebody who, um, I am gender fluid, so somebody who fits in that mold of what people kind of expect to see, I probably, I don't have those interactions because I am exactly what they're expecting me to be. And I, there's a lot that can be said about that. Uh, The expectations that we put on somebody who may be like a trans guy, but they do not owe you masculinity. They do not owe you any sort of, um, you know, sort of physical transitioning. They this is all about themselves. This isn't about everyone who's viewing them. So I think there's a good amount that could be said about those sorts of interactions because you don't owe anyone femininity. If you are more comfortable in androgynous fashion, then kill it because we love this. Future is fluid. And I think that gender is going to continue moving in that direction. Plus, we both need our extremely ugly button-down men's shirts, right? I mean... Oh my god, the Ugly Shirts Club, like... Ugly Shirts Club. I've heard that Hawaiian shirts are a big indicator for trans folk. Uh, Um, (laughs) I have also heard that you are definitely bisexual if you wear button-down crazy men's shirts, so... Literally, the (laughs) amount of symbolism that people put on, like, clothing and stuff is mind-boggling. I mean... I know! (laughs) There's some stuff like, okay, yes, I get it. That is cultural. Leave it alone. But there's like my Hawaiian shirt. Leave it alone. (laughs) Why are why are you putting these? Let me have my Hawaiian shirt. (laughs) Let me have this. It's so ugly and beautiful, and I love it. Leave me. (laughs) Ruin and I have collections of very ugly collared button-down shirts that we both treasure. They're so comfy. Like how could you not? People who are listening do not have a button-down shirt collared button-down shirt that is you know it's borderline ugly that you're kind of like oh i kind of like it it's like that ugly kitten that you're just like oh it's so ugly i want it that if you don't have one of those get one feel the power if you've ever attended one of our live shows you've definitely seen me wear an ugly button-down shirt typically it is my pastel dinosaur shirt because it is my favorite but i recently got a pokemon hawaiian shirt so Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's it's super cute. It's a low on. I have this uh solid it's neon colored wolf heads that are like snarling and there's yes. kind of pattern on. I love it. 
I also enjoy that shirt. <laughs> I will take all of the ugly shirts that I can get, please and thank you. Just send them my way. Fan mail? Just kidding. <laughs> Just right? Kidding. <laughs> we need to, I need to set up a P.O. box so y'all can send me ugly shirts. Time to update them. my Amazon wish list. Just right? Kidding. I also want a um, Nook Hawaiian shirt from Animal Crossing. Oh my gosh. That would be incredible. That'd be perfect. Because when we do Congoer's survival guide, we're going to get <gasps> those horrible like Australian hats and wear Hawaiian shirts. Yes. <laughs> like we're yes. explorers. Oh my gosh, you gotta do a whole safari bit. Like that was yes. that was our panel for Asen that got cancelled because Asen is no more. But yeah, cosplay and crossplay still persist and I don't know, I've seen so many great works coming out of this. We are thriving. Even if we don't feel like we're thriving, there is creative things happening right now. And I'm so proud of us as a community. It's going to make me teary-eyed. I wish I had more time for creativity right now, but I'm still working. Yeah. We'll, we'll say it again. We don't cosplay full-time. <laughs> <laughs> if only. It's a misconception. The wee hours of the evening when somebody's like, oh, are you going to cosplay that person? And then you're like digging through wig boxes until you find the thing that might kind of almost look like it. And then you're like, ah, yes, yes. At least that's how I do it. I've fallen back a lot on uh, closet cosplays, casual cosplays, because generally people that work in adventure rec or outdoor education are a lot more minimalist. You know, they do like communal living. They're kind of hippies. I'm, we're very much hippies. It's the weirdest mix. So I'm trying to do a little bit of stepping back, not doing as many pieces in a year and just being okay with allowing creativity and really stretching how I can put things together. And then for cons and judging and stuff, yeah, whip up a big piece. But then like, you know, you uh, go from wanting to have 11 costumes in a single year to really focusing on one or two big pieces. And then that's it. And that's a very comfy area to get into. And there's nothing wrong with that. So if anyone feels like they're starting to fall out of cosplay, nah, nah, man, you're just, things are kind of shifting and that's okay attraction for creativity is kind of one of the big things with crossplay. It's kind of where it starts out usually. Yeah. I feel like you start out wanting to try something different and then just kind of evolves as is cosplay in general. And then you learn things and then we learn. That's uh, right. Yeah. If you take anything from this time, you know, it's a God. learning experience. And it doesn't mean that you need to be, like, constantly crafting. Like, it's a learning experience about your hobby, but it's a learning experience about yourself, too. A few things that, for quarantine-wise, that I want to point out. First, all these conventions that are canceling, for the most part, and I know this for, like, camps and stuff, too, everyone is trying to find a way to have a virtual presence because that's good for advertising. They still want to keep their crowds engaged. Take advantage of this. I've taken so many free classes right now. I've learned so much over the past month just because everyone is trying to keep engaged with people. Utilize that. Figure out what cons have been canceled and see if they're running anything. Because you can get a lot of really good panels out of that if you want specifically cosplay. Uh, my partner is looking into tech conventions that have been canceled. So he's getting a lot of that stuff worked out. Um, I, let's see, I'm going to be watching one of my favorite artists spin tonight for Room Service Fest for free. That's crazy. 
So use this time, even if you're like, wow, I can't get off the couch. I can't get out of bed. I literally do not have the energy today. It's okay. Be patient with yourself. But you can attend free live concerts. Like, give yourself that little bit. Because it is like a giant, big, traumatic event. If you don't come back loving yourself a little bit more, you know, obviously that's not wrong. But maybe that's something that we can focus on a little bit more now that a lot of what we normally are used to has been taken away. We got that self-love, guys. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. No, we welcome your soapbox. (laughs) Self-love is important. Yeah. And, you know, when you are feeling good, it is a good time to experiment and try new things. Like, if you haven't tried crossplay, this might be a good time to give it a shot. Yeah. You might discover, well, potentially way more than you ever bargained for, but uh, small things. I just got done doing a masculine makeup for the masses panel over at PuchiCon. Usually when I do my crossplay makeup, I'm like, okay, this is my character. These are the differences between our faces. This is how I do it. And I try and look like them. Well, for the first time ever, I just took my own facial structure and I celebrated it in a masculine way. And wow, I could go on for ages of what that like meant for me. But skill-wise, I now have a much better understanding of my facial like architecture so that when I go to do this again, it is going to be a lot easier for me to isolate those features and figure out how to better bring those out in the future. And I think that's Even if you're just going to sit down and play with some makeup for no specific reason, do it. Take some photo shoots, live yourself, and then I think you'll get a lot out of it. Really, the beauty of cosplay are the Mm -hmm. things that you discover about yourself along the way. Yeah. Things you just never really knew were important or things that you didn't know were a thing can be very well confirmed in this process and in this community, which is like, Kind of the reason why we've stuck with it for 20 years. I mean, there are not a lot of people that can say they started in 1999. (laughs) There is some toxic stuff in our community, and I think all communities have that. But obviously, there is something that continues to bring us back. And I think we're getting a lot closer to fully understanding what exactly that is. And everyone's going to have a different take on why that is. But gosh, like, so thankful for so much that... I've learned over the years because I would be a totally different person. And that's crazy to think about. And friendship is magic. Friendship is magic. My little... (laughs) Wow. Well, I think that is probably all the time we have for today. That was lovely. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming and chatting with me. Absolutely. Anytime. This is great. You're always welcome back if you want to come hang out. Heck yeah. But you can find Ruin at Undead Toasty on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any other social medias that you like to use? Honestly, you could probably type in Undead Toasty just about anywhere. Not those sites, guys. <laughs> you could type it in on Facebook. You could do DeviantArt. I have a, a Redbubble account if you want my face on a mug for whatever reason. <laughs> but yeah, Instagram, I have a link tree on there in my bio and that'll show you a whole slew of things that you can explore, but under Toasty, anywhere, you'll probably find me. <laughs> well, and Ruin does um, some Instagram live makeup tutorials every once in a while, so if you want to learn more, um, they are who taught me 
better ways to do my makeup as well. So I highly recommend their instruction. Absolutely. It's, Thank and you. And it's simple. Like you make it simple for everyone, which is nice too. Yeah. I love talking about makeup so much. If anyone literally wants to message me and go, hey, could you show me how to contour? I'm about to start up a live stream. Get your brushes and we're going, guys. Because like I am here for this. I want everyone to feel super confident in what they're doing. So I love Maybe talking we'll about it. Maybe we'll have to have you back for some makeup instruction because I need some help with Judar. Uh. <laughs> Let me know. We will set up a whole stream for this. It's going to be great. Let's do it. Yes. Let's do it. Because I need ridiculous amount of makeup for Judar and I don't know what I'm doing. That's okay. That's totally fair. We will uh, We will forge our own path here. See, guys, this is why you, you do the cosplay thing because then you make friends and then you help each other and it's yes. magic. I'd be nothing without all my friends. Well, guys, I'm Elle. And I'm Ruin. Just kidding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> God, I just ruined it. So, no, ruined. you're fine. <laughs> Continue. Oh, this was shit cosplayers say. Bye, oh, guys. Bye. bye. <laughs> You've been listening to Shit Cosplayers Say, an LVC production. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Podcast SCS. Our website is lavicosplay.com. Have a fun, crazy con or cosplay-related story? Absurd cosplay question? Or just something in general to share with us? Email us at podcastscs at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and remember, just because you can doesn't mean you should.